Hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another installment of your favorite show, the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. It is Thursday, February the 10th, 2022, in the year of our Lord, and this episode marks the 92nd installment of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by the thoughtful Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. Let's uh let's do this twice this week. <laughs> yeah, man. This is the second attempt. Not for nothing, but we tried recording yesterday. We are are back with the golden age of radio voices uh, right. for all you audio only listeners on Spotify and other problematic uh, platforms. <laughs> <laughs> As of late, uh, we are together in person, uh, broadcasting the night out of Victory Park, Dallas, Texas, USA. That's right. We're gonna drop this episode on SoundCloud. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> We uh we gave it a good old fashioned virtual attempt uh, yesterday, and we finally just took the universe's hint. Um, supposed to shoot B Rad a link uh, to Zoom, which my membership is now downgraded because mm. appreciates all that in a bag of chips. I don't yeah. even need it. So I said we're gonna have a thirty minute episode. Supposed to shoot you the link at five forty five, about five fifty five. I think I FaceTimed you and there were freaking fire <laughs> alarms engines, alarms. Off. Oh my. <laughs> this this joint is just always <laughs> popping off. The the power I know the power didn't flicker, but the fire alarms came on mm-hmm. and you just heard the sirens coming and a bunch of firefighters jumping out, like, let's yeah. go, let's go. <laughs> Everybody's all gathered at the bottom and then the the AT and T went out. That was the bigger yeah. thing. So Brad, uh, I have the best video ever of you as Wallman, where <laughs> we're on the immersive view in Zoom trying to do our little podcast. Yeah, and... I was trying to use my MacBook for once instead of my iPad, and it just wasn't having it. At some point, B-Rad is absorbed into the immersive <laughs> background, and the wall just has a mouth that's moving. <laughs> it was great. I'll post a screen grab of that. But anyway, without further ado, episode number 92, you ready to get into it? Y'all know what we do around here. Let's get it! It's the weekly catch-up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch-up. Where do we even begin? What man? Let's start with stats. We gave the tots an hour and fifteen minutes of content in January. Wow! In the new year total. You're welcome. So we've been we've been fairly MIA. Yeah, life's life's been <laughs> yeah. busy, man. <laughs> What's uh? So our last episode was on I think one twelve. Okay. Or something like that. So yeah. it's been a month. Uh, yeah it's been a month all right I, yeah what you been up to man <laughs> i think uh i think uh i went to good old sunny oh mexico and you went to ohio yeah since we last hooked up yeah i ended up coming back a day early because uh ohio was supposed to get with a storm and texas and so made it back for all the fun festivities here was that so the the storm that affected us here in North Texas also affected Ohio? Yeah, it was just like blowing, blowing through. Man, I yeah. 
I felt so so trapped because I came back from Mexico and I kind of felt like I'd really gotten lucky with the weather in Mexico compared to what it was forecasted to be and rain was never really an issue for me. It was a really nice, peaceful, relaxing remote work week. And I got back and I saw the the weather forecast and I was like, oh heck no. Mm-hmm. But you know, with work and just a couple busy days ahead of me, I couldn't I realized at a certain point, like I couldn't actually get out of the greater area, Ah. you know, like because the roads were iced. So many flights were canceled. And I was just thinking, like, if I was trying to escape the weather, like you could always go down to Austin or San Antonio Mm -hmm. or, you know, hitch a flight to Mexico or do whatever you need to do to avoid the inclement, you know, storm cell. But this covered like half of the United States. Yeah. And it's winter anyway. Most mm-hmm. other places in the hemisphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is so I get to Ohio with Courtney. We're visiting our friends, uh, you know, Cole, uh, yes, and his wife Carissa. And um, so we get there on a Saturday, and we're supposed to leave Thursday. And Tuesday morning, uh, Cole's like gonna uh, lend me his car, so I'm getting ready to drive him to work in the morning. He's like, "Hey, we need to go by Lowe's and." Um, get like a generator for the house. And then you probably should start looking at plane tickets for like a day early. I'm like, Oh snap. All right. So I, I think you should leave. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, love having you here, but unless you want to get stuck here for several more days, um, you should probably. And so, um, yeah, I had an awesome time there. Uh, got to, got to watch, uh, some NFL playoff games and, um, got to see the, the crowd at Buffalo Wild Wings gets super hype. Dude, you had one of the real actual like viral reaction bar oh, videos man. to an in-town game, which is so cool. Yeah, the Bengals pulling it off. How, how proximate is he to uh, Cincinnati? Uh, like an hour. Oh, so he's so? in like yeah. a suburb. Of... Yeah, yeah, he's not far away. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that, that was a lot of fun. Also went to a hockey game and... Um, just got to spend time with some good friends. Cole, who would have been in my wedding party, um, is not going to be able to because his wife is expecting their child uh, during our wedding weekend. So, okay, yeah, that's a bummer. So he's missing both things then. Yes. Um, so we were really glad that we got to go spend some time with them. What hockey game did you see there? Um, it was like their team versus some <laughs> random team. They got owned. But like, what what franchise is there? Yeah, uh, NHL. Uh huh. Yeah, they have a team in Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if it's like the Cincinnati something. It was the Ohio something. There's an Ohio hockey franchise that I'm unaware of. Uh, yeah, man, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh yeah, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, yeah. All um, right, man. I will tell you though, if you love hockey. And you're living in Ohio. Those tickets are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not a it's lot. It's like of you. <laughs> I almost wish the stars would suck again, so those ticket prices would go down. Yeah, it seems stars just seem so much more competitive of a ticket sometimes mm-hmm. than Mavs. Like Mavs games are quick, bro. Like four twelves, easy. Yeah, you know it's light work. Yeah, uh, and hopefully uh, you got to go see old uh, Porzingis because um, after today, did, did you see the Dallas Texas tweet where it's like he found out that he was traded at a sandwich shop in no, Dallas, no, I and it's not. his reaction at the sandwich shop. Like no he's way. got this. Look That's got to be a meme, dude. It's I don't know. They they have like the hookup. Yikes! They have the That's... hookup. Like 
I actually, uh, I was on Dallas, Texas TV. They didn't attribute it to me, but mm-hmm. I messaged with them. Uh, I don't know. I didn't mention this on the pod, but in the last month or two, because of, um, I think that uh, no knock arrest warrant thing. Okay. Uh, when I posted to Instagram, like the, the SWAT was scaling the yeah, building yeah. and they like blew in the door and all of that. I don't know if we talked about that, but um, anyway, that we had DM'd and mm-hmm. uh, they'd actually asked me to send them the videos, oh, the sorry. originals, and then they featured them on their story organically the next day. Mm. Anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, why were we on that? Uh, poor, because uh, they Columbus also, Blue Jackets. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets, Dallas Mavs. So she was like eight, nine months pregnant during your visit. Yeah. My goodness. Do they know if it's a boy or girl? A boy. Oh, right on. Yeah. Congratulations, Cole. Yeah. And super lucky. Good man. Good man. Well, speaking of the wedding party, we have your upcoming bachelor party. Yeah, next weekend. It is next weekend. Yeah. Why am I docu-signing like lawyer agreements for this weekend, bro? <laughs> <laughs> why why did I sign an NDA and receive a completed docu-sign? We know what we know what you do in those hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I get a uh I get a text from Brad like, "Hey, you're going to get a docu-sign." I'm like, "I already signed it, bro." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I I signed it sight unseen. I'm like, "I don't know what this is for, but, <laughs> but yeah. we're going to mess that Deal. Airbnb up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I guess because it's attached to like the golf club and everything uh they're a little bit more strict but i was thinking about that because this is a growing we'll get back to your your weekend yeah, here yeah, yeah. i'm just tangentially going everywhere i don't yeah, really no. have any notes but listen this is the where the new seinfeld this is the podcast about nothing and everything <laughs> so listen to by 900 million people <laughs> um so you know how we've talked about how like big private equity, like BlackRock or whatever it's called, like yes. Blackstone, whatever, all these like firms, mm-hmm. they're buying all the residential housing in America and they want to turn the middle class into a renter class. Yeah. Well, one of the big things that I'm seeing like in the surrounding area in Dallas and different areas is that a lot of people are buying homes. And uh, there's a the STR market, like the short-term rental market. Mm-hmm. So just like we rented that house, that Airbnb in Dallas for your birthday party mm-hmm. a year or two ago. Right. There's a lot of that that's going on. And so what happens is like people that buy their first starter home in a nice little up-and-coming neighborhood in Dallas, you know, they have like not real neighbors next to them. Mm-hmm. They have like a landlord that shows up every third day to make sure that the cleaners were there and that, you know, the bachelor party that occurred didn't poke too many holes in the walls, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's like, it is a, they showed like, if you go on Zillow, it's like, holy crap, there's a lot of like exchange of property occurring and oh, no doubt. STR market. And anyway, so it makes sense because you can go get whatever type of like palace you want on these sites anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's to stop somebody from just throwing the rager of their lives? Yeah. Well, this DocuSign apparently. <laughs> yes, that will certainly stop us. Um, we'll have to, you know, I guess be a little bit more quiet during our ping pong sessions. And... We probably <laughs> just signed like that we wouldn't shoot a 96 or worse on our, <laughs> yeah. our golf round. <laughs> well, we're screwed. Hey, buddy, uh, yeah. you can go home with your clubs tonight if you oh. want. Yes. 
uh, I got a call for our tea time. Yeah. So we are doing that. So I, I've conferred with the guys. I don't awesome. know if I'm talking out of school at all here, but no, no, I, it's not like a secret or anything. I, I was just like, if the gang seems like they want to do it, I would be interested in it. But if it's like a lot of money and you know, stuff it's like that, not at all. No, it's cool. No. I, if it's the course that I checked out online, mm-hmm. it's not. Okay. Um, I'm going to call, I talked to, I mean, Gerald, Alec and I have a thread as does mm-hmm. Gavin and the rest of us. Cause I think Gavin, you, me, yeah. Alec, uh gerald that's the party that is us it's the uh musketeers right there so yeah man i'm excited for that weekend dude yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun you posted a little play money you posted something uh when i was in mexico i think or maybe it was courtney that said 45 days till the big day and this was weeks ago yeah so this saturday is like we're almost we're like a month and a couple days away it's just incredible, like especially with all the COVID like rescheduled weddings and stuff. There ended up being just so much fanfare leading up to everything. Mm-hmm. And yours, I feel like, is just like I was like, well, what what has fallen <laughs> through the cracks? What have I not done? Like I when we were on the phone last night lamenting this botched virtual episode, <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, am I missing a suit fitting or something? Like, so it's really refreshing how simple it's going to be to get y'all yeah. married at least if you're one of the guys yeah and and same with the girls too like courtney and i we don't need a lot of like crazy extravagant like we're just ready to get married man <laughs> so we're gonna have a great time we'll have some good food and uh you know court and i will dj and have some good music and we'll all hang out that evening and it'll be a hopefully just a good time you know we're just gonna have our close loved ones there and um that's what oh, it's all it about a, man is it an intimate yeah an intimate it, gathering yeah i would say so sweet yeah well i'm looking forward to it um wow yeah yeah we're almost here man i'm excited uh picked out my suit uh, a couple days ago and then uh, court and i did like our one of our premarital counseling sessions um just from like the pastor that's doing our uh, wedding ceremony so he just kind of got to get to know us better and it was cool it was awesome it was good to know that like you know the questions that he was asking that court and i don't really think to ask each other we were on the same page even for those questions so um, it was just really nice interesting yeah i have so many jokes that i feel like i could make about that but <laughs> just coming from the religious community yeah uh but i won't yeah. because i love you <laughs> no, i appreciate that man <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> so, uh, Ice Storm in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, we both traveled a bit. Uh-huh. Been working hard. Dude, I'll actually talk about work for once. Yeah, because, um, you know, I, I, bef- I think it might have been before I left, I was trying to link up with you, and you're like, hey, man, like this week is pretty busy. Um, and I have a feeling it's because you're about to, well, you're about to tell us, right? Uh, I was saying it was pretty busy from like a professional perspective. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, cause yeah. you had, you had like a bunch of like meetings that were kind of going into the evening. So we couldn't really. Yeah. Well, it, it, that all depends on the, uh, the week and the event season, sure. whatever is occurring. Okay. So the event season is different than like, no, because here's what could make a, here's what could speed up a week dramatically. If you're liaising India, like I have one customer that uh is split between the u.s and india Uh and if i'm liaising them not only are they 11 hours ahead of me 
they're 11 and a half hours ahead of me. Yeah. It can, it can alternate on the half hour, right. which is wild. So, you know, when I'm emailing them on a Tuesday or a Wednesday asking to connect at 7 30 PM IST, mm-hmm. which is like eight AM <laughs> yeah. central, you know, I'm like, we've got like one more day, like, Mm-hmm. Cause you're probably sleeping. We got one more sleep until this week is over, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, or if I'm liaising my French customers in uh-huh. Paris, you know, they're seven hours ahead of me. Yeah. So I'm like, we, oui, we, oui, if we don't hook up, then one more <laughs> then sleep, we, we will not have a deal. Uh, no more baguettes. Yeah. And we're done. So, uh, <laughs> that's so antiquated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Tell us the news. Oh, appreciate has, uh, completed its, pivot and it's rebrand uh Mm. completely we've launched a brand new i'm really impressed like our our vp of marketing delivered on time just like this entire you know uh new not only facade but scaffolding infrastructure like Mm -hmm. we we have like a a linking structure in from our corporate new marketing website into the application and there's a new logo a new brand it was followed the day after by the launch of our ios application yes. so you can join uh, the appreciate social presence platform natively from your ios application which is actually dope and awesome it's been it's been great like so what I- y'all are going to do right now is pause this episode and go to the app store and download appreciate yeah, you should because I want to do a, a fan social. Um, so if you look up Appreciate on like the Apple iOS store for iPhone or iPad, you're going to see probably two options and you're going to want to click into the Appreciate Inc. apps. And we have Appreciate Recognition and then Appreciate. Uh, you know, we're leading with our social presence platform, which mm-hmm. is what I've always referred to as um, Appreciate Social on this podcast. Yes. And whenever, like I've been at the company for, you know, two plus years now going on two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And whenever you get that facelift, like, and this was like more than a facelift, it was like, which I want to talk about, but go on. You're just, you're really proud and you see the graphics that are coming out. And like, as a salesperson, I think that you're also like, um, the arrows that were in your quiver that you were about to shoot. You're like, oh, I'm going to put a sparkler on the, you know, front of this thing. You know, I'm going to sharpen up this arrowhead because now I'm going to send you my new one page, my new mm-hmm. corporate marketing site. And it's got all these pretty logos that we've signed splashed all over it. And wow. it's just a whole different vibe. Okay. So it's, um, I guess, a lot more intuitive and like maybe editable for people coming onto the plot. Like what would be, I know some of us that you know, me and then some people that are listening, uh, we've joined like in sessions on the old appreciate social. So like, what could they be expecting coming in to like this, like, you know, revamped? Sure. I, I get what you're saying. So originally I think it was kind of, um, and if I'm a little posy at points, it's just because I'm trying to think about I know that these podcast episodes are timeless and that I'm also mm-hmm. NDA protect, uh, NDA signed and all this. Yeah, so I'm trying fair. to decide what information to share yeah. and how, but um, if you go to appreciate.com, I think that it's just a more clear navigation to mm-hmm. like when you go to a apple.com, you know, whatever.com, you kind of expect to hit their major. What is this, you know, page like 
it's more sleek uh, easy easily uh navigated well the linking hierarchy between like our web application mm-hmm. um which you know we have multiple products and um so this was just a big restructure to put our best foot forward in terms of our appreciate social presence platform and things are as you would expect them to be now like you can sign in intuitively from the corporate marketing site which does an awesome job of visually displaying you know the memorable moments that people are creating in mm-hmm. these branded appreciate rooms um there's there's just a lot of um like with with the all hands that occurred the summit in Dallas in January where the new brand was unveiled and then mm-hmm. it's go live on February the 1st now we're a week in you know everybody's email signatures are updated you know our our value pathways sandwich of the way that we present our products is just solidified and strong mm-hmm. and we're uh we're just we're signing bigger and bigger customers that it's yeah. very exciting uh, cooler and cooler use cases that uh, I don't really think that I should mention here. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, I wish I could tell you who the French customer is and who, <laughs> you know, even all of these things, you know, because mm-hmm. it's sexy and it's, it is fun. But when you, uh, when you're an early stage employee and you get the, the rebrand or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the go live day where people, it, it's better attribution because you're always like trying to make it real right. in startup world. You know, and people people understand what you do if you work at Hewlett Packard or Microsoft or Amazon or something that's already you know chugging along. Mm-hmm. And when it's a newer company, uh, to get that cohesion of the brand across all of your digital properties and mm-hmm. to have earned, shared, and paid media yeah. strategies operating and to have that proof point to send to those customers that you want to put your best foot forward with, but also just send to your parents mm-hmm. or how many I've, I've wanted to be in appreciate rooms with my friends so much over the last two years of building this product. Yeah. And now to actually just be able to text them a link that they can click on mm-hmm. and then Apple natively open that room, right. you know, they'll see their face in a, a video bubble and be able to click enter room and then go virtually navigate around a, a branded experiential space with spatial audio with their friends where they can actually have cool interactions. And that's something that I want to say, like uh, from the videos and pictures that I've seen of like the newly updated space, um, it still seems very much like it's a more intimate, more personal um, and more interactive than say like a zoom session or a, google meets or something like that it just it it comes across like still professional however uh, like it's something that we could all get on a call for and just kind of like hang out too it's it's really the the use cases are are far reaching you know we've definitely identified uh, a land and expand spot at least with like people ops recruiting networking but Mm -hmm. i'm talking huge brands dude are like doing recruitment fairs in these connected rooms and they're you know having you know their marketing content for talent acquisition syndicated in one room and then there's recruiters waiting in a connected room in different branded corners Mm. that form wayfinding and signage to conduct you know real one-on-one interviews like that's awesome all in the same branded experience because 
that that's really part of the uh sharp end of the stick with this product is that you know when you were in your corporate space you probably had a mouse pad that said you know if you're at microsoft you're gonna have a microsoft mouse pad right. and you're gonna meet in the bill gates you know mm -hmm. conference room and you're gonna go out with your business card and all of your branded stuff and now that we're in this remote and hybrid work age where it's really advantageous to brands to create healthier relationships yeah. across their locations or mm -hmm. in their partner ecosystem or whatever you have better recruits better sales better relationships it stands to reason that it's table stakes that you'll be doing that in a branded space mm -hmm. you know yeah. and with our room items it's so cool because for salespeople, it's like you can ditch the screen share where your prospects are kind of turning off their camera, they're going on mute, they're clicking into another browser tab, you know, they're watching another video <laughs> yeah. with the the captions up uh -huh. on silent. Uh, you can actually move them through an experiential space that has items in the room mm -hmm. that are the products yeah. or the case studies or the specs, the slides themselves. You can move them from slide to slide. So less repetitive, less monotonous. I mean, capture rapt attention with, you know, actual movement. It's like, right. no, there's no better meeting than a, a walking meeting, mm -hmm. you know? that yeah. That's when you really get the juices flowing. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway. And congratulations. I'm going to quit selling, uh, but <laughs> that that is an exciting moment, especially when you've, you know, you've been through a lot of different things in the, uh, the rough and tumble startup world. Right. And it's so cool to to um, even see like how our relationships grew that we cultivated both virtually and in person through the summit. Mm -hmm. It's like we're closer with people that were virtual attendees. Yeah. And it's, it's wild. It's impressive. Uh, what else you got? What else has been going on with you? Why are you so busy? You talked about, Dude, you talked uh, about how chill it is leading up to the wedding, but you talked about how busy you were too. Um, we had basketball tournaments going on, um, you know, flew out to Ohio this weekend. Courtney has her bridal shower. Um, and then we have like a friend's birthday party. Then the following weekend, you know, we're getting away. And so I think like, as far as all of these events taking place on the weekends and everything, I'm, I'm making sure that all my lesson planning and all my grading is done throughout the week. Um, so my weekdays have kind of been longer. Um, and I also have been assigning like longer essays to my classes. And so that's been, you know, a bear to get through. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it's nothing like crazy, crazy, but just more work. I don't think I told you this. And I noticed I was looking exclusively for your interaction on this tweet. Oh, yeah? But I saw that boy, Tom Segura. Did you? Yes. I think I completely missed that. The day I got back from Mexico. Dude. Went to see Tom Segura. Yeah, new set? Dude. <laughs> I, I don't think that I laughed that, like, embarrassingly, uh -huh. consistently. Like, it was the type where I'm looking to the left and the right and, like, okay, am I, am I like, yeah. out of hand compared to these other people? But uh -huh. it was just slap your knee funny the entire freaking time i love to hear that i saw him in dc for before a ball hog came out and i saw that set um whenever he was still working on that but i'm really happy to hear that this one was 
very enjoyable. I'm looking forward to hearing some new material from him. I think that Dallas is really, it's always been a good comedy scene in some ways because it's mm -hmm. a, a major metro, but I'm telling you with the, uh, with the migration to Austin for all these guys, I think that we're getting even better and better because uh, I, I purchased these Tom Segura tickets like same day. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to get to go. It was at Texas TU Trust Theater out, and it's the one in Grand Prairie. Okay, yeah. So about 6000 maybe. Uh -huh. And uh, that's about as big as I like to go for comedy. I will go see one at AAC just for the heck of it. Mm -hmm. But I was so excited to get to see Tom because he's yeah. been on oh. my list for so long. And right. I, I pride myself on the stand-up comics that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Um you know, famous, up and coming famous, like as they were cresting all these different types, like including Chappelle and all these people. Yeah. And Tom Segura was like needing to get crossed off that list. And he is just talented. Yeah. I mean, he has a show behind <laughs> him. You know, he is, he's got a whole production going on. Love to hear that. Um, Daniel Tosh is coming to the Majestic Theater. Is he? Which you showed me is my single favorite place ever to ingest a, a yeah. comedy show. Mm-hmm. Love that place. Um, I haven't heard any of Daniel Tosh's stuff in like years and years, actually. I It's probably too good for the internet nowadays, <laughs> you know, be. because my favorite, I loved his style of humor and it was very 2000s. Um, yeah. My, Ir irreverent. My favorite opener of his ever is when he's like, is there anything more annoying than the poor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I he, just, he instantly lets you know what, what, what time he's on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> i just i like that uh, uh -huh. i like the outrageous stuff where it's like he's not being serious right. calm down yeah you know him and like uh jeselnik um yeah jeselnik is pretty out there yeah he's kind of rough but krista di stefano uh -huh. is uh meredith is in new york and she sent me a comedy lineup and said who should i go see and the guy in the thumbnail was krista di stefano i can yeah. never say that name I was like, dude, go see Chrissy D. Chrissy yeah, D. Comedy. Awesome. He was just uh, with Santino on their latest episode. Uh, he's Bad Friends. so funny. On have you watched the nine eleven story on YouTube? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, well, I might have to run that past you later. Okay. Um. So, what are the? I know that you want to get into some things, but <laughs> <laughs> what are the? I, <laughs> what what? Couple big stories should we cover before we go have dinner? that are external to our lives, but in uh -huh. the public narrative. Um, well, I mean, if we want to talk Joe Rogan, we can. Um, I don't know if that's like I a think short. I you want to. I don't know if that's a short <laughs> combo. And I don't really have much to say other than uh, I thought the first attack on him was ridiculous, and I think the second one might be more valid, but... What was the first attack? Neil Young? Um... Well, Neil has all Young of this did happened that. since we last podcasted? Yeah. Wow. And so uh, the big hubbub is him, you know, pumping out misinformation, right? Um, That's what celebrities are accusing the JRE experience of. Right. Because of two episodes with a couple doctors, I believe. Yeah. And so Neil Young, uh, you know, decides that, hey, Spotify, if uh, you don't <laughs> take him, who's, who has this multi-million dollar deal... Uh, with you if you don't take him off spotify then i'm gonna take my my old song somewhere else and uh, they gave him the boot i guess i think they took him off before uh, he could even prove that he was serious about it um i want to cite i think it's crystal and sagar with uh breaking points on this um 
they've done some more digging on that whole situation. And like, I don't know if Neil Young was just left out there to dry. Like you would like to think, like, I think that he had some sort of deal with Amazon brewing Um, and like immediately there's some consolidation occurring that mm -hmm. like Pfizer CEO just took a board seat at something that was syndicating that music where Neil Young's, face was on I, i'm like i know this sounds super rabbit hole conspiracy theorist but like so he's just, like planning to leave anyway and well it's if you like, checked out where he landed uh-huh. like they were all ready to go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like day of <laughs> so you know if you think that neil young's playlist was going to contribute four billion dollars of market cap to spotify mm-hmm. then okay yeah well um but then I, a lot of people came out it seemed like, yeah, like Barbara I, Streisand uh-huh. tried the Streisand effect the whole thing yeah. again. Which, uh, was she like a partner in the Amazon deal? or I, I don't know, yeah. but uh, there was a little growing list. Yeah. And then an artist named India Ari. Yeah. Uh, she, she's she been around for quite a while. I remember like an old Kanye West line about her. Hold up. Well, let's back it up real quick because if you're going chronologically – all that misinformation, like artists choosing Rogan or us, we're leaving Spotify, all of this stuff where Spotify's stock was kind of tanking, mm-hmm. uh, it lost like 20% of its market cap value. Um, Rogan comes out with like a, a handheld self-made cell phone video, yeah, just basically saying like, hey, yeah. you, you do it. Well, I know like the first people that he apologized to were like was like spotify and so you know that they're probably hurting if you know that's that's who he gives recognition to but yeah uh he goes on and says you know a lot of this was taken out of context i believe what i don't know i've read no he, he won the internet basically because he was like uh you know he just explained his side of things he talked uh-huh. about how much he loved neil young he loved his music like yeah. You know, he, he was, uh, he showered the, he showered hot coals on everyone's heads basically. Mm -hmm. And also was like, I am not perfect. Like, you know, this is a strange position to be in where like, you know, all this is (laughs) occurring. You don't have to be defending. And he didn't really apologize per se. Mm -hmm. Um, but everybody, team Rogan, team Rogan, team Rogan, Mm -hmm. uh, he, he got, a lot of listeners that week yeah. and a lot of love and a lot of support and a lot of like people that were just like, well, this is how you, you know, kill them. Cause right. nobody could say anything about it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it was the only video put out in a crisis communication management situation that actually like kind of won over some of the haters. Mm-hmm. Uh, then India already did her thing. Uh, and I'm not as familiar. I, I saw her name like in the headline headlines, but I'm not well, as familiar with what she did. I think she was the one that originally leaked, uh, or you know, I, I don't know who put this together for her because oh, I think it was like there's a compilation. actually she was the Got one it. that originally posted the compilation of Joe Rogan using the N word yep. in the podcast. Um, okay, I didn't know that was her in her Instagram story, but I I think that if you go look at th- there's actually Democratic PAC money behind some of this. Yeah, because yeah, like. A lot of the podcasters have recently dedicated their time and resources to talking about this. Mm-hmm. And some of the investigative ones, uh, like Crystal and Sagar, are really like trying to look at, you know, the the money behind it. And sure. Especially with like 
the the recent just uh, media landscape shifting with Jeff Zucker leaving CNN, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on and a lot of like behind the scenes, what's going on with media. And it's weird how Spotify is as much in the conversation and dominating it more so than CNN right. as like a, a news and communications platform. Well, I mean, months and months ago, we talked about like whenever they had first acquired, uh, you know, some of the podcasting giants and, um, you know, we made mention of Joe Rogan whenever he first got that deal along with uh, Obama and his wife. And um, so that actually doesn't surprise me. We, we knew a while back that they were pumping money into this type of thing, whether it was podcasting for entertainment or for news and media. Anyway, I guess that she was the one that originally released this Instagram video. And I did go and like source this out and I watched it mm-hmm. on Instagram and you know, she was like, this is the reason why I'm, I'm off Joe Rogan, y'all. And it was, uh, just stitched together over the years, like all 12 years. Uh, it was him using the term and it was, mm-hmm. um, it was spliced together in the least flattering way possible. And I come at this from the inside in terms of like, I've been listening to Rogan for years mm-hmm. and I've been listening live like day of podcasts that were syndicated that he used the N word and it was never um, in a derogatory way or like him, like his original thought. Sure. It was always him typically quoting uh, like a famous black comedian or um, using it in kind of like an academic way. Okay. Like, you know, sometimes if you're in deep conversations scholastically, like the, the, the use of the term, the N word, well, he would just say it in that kind of context or situation, which, you know, in today's day and age always made me uncomfortable in the moment. I'm like, what? It just seems to be begging rebuke. Uh, it, it made me uncomfortable. I didn't, have any moral issue with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he wasn't using it in a way that was hurting anybody in a provocative way that I would have thought, not that ultimately I should be the judge of who's hurt by that term. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it just kind of was like, it was pretty on its face open what it was. It was like, okay, this is like a smear job. Like, yeah. And that's my only thing with it. Like, like I said, I don't really listen to him anyway. Um, so I haven't really been paying attention. I didn't even really listen to the compilation. I've just kind of seen, you know, some tweets and stuff about it. But the fact that they they were going for him for one thing, which was the misinformation and that didn't seem to work. And now they're doing this. It does seem a little bit more planned and like there, there's something else behind it. Coordinated. Yeah. Coordinated. Um, So that's just my take. Do I agree with him? Like me personally, like I'm in education and, I would never try to get my point across and actually use the word. Um, he for, wasn't, he, he never used it in a teaching moment uh, per se. He used mm-hmm. it in conversation where he was always uh, espousing um, thoughtful views. And, you know, th- the, the other thing is that, you know, he's got so many friends of every ethnic persuasion, background, religious creed, mm-hmm. sexuality, everything that, came out because the main 
the indictment, the the question in the investigation was not whether or not he used the term because you just saw it like 50 times on video yeah. spliced together. And then he makes a video where he came out and he said, I'm having to comment on the most shameful thing I've ever had to comment on publicly. And it's, you know, my use of the, the N word on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always thought that I could use it in the context of a quotation from someone else or if I'm putting the thought into your head, I was going to go ahead and say it in an illustrative manner or just in an academic manner. And he thought gotcha. that if he had it in that context that he had permission, um, you know, from everybody to, to use the term sure. and that he said he's evolved on the idea that that white people can use the term at all. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's just not something that you're enabled to say ever in yeah. any context. And he now uh, prescribes to that view or subscribes to that view. All right. And I thought that that was, you know, that that's fine. Yeah. Um, the, the big thing that didn't stick, it's funny. Cause like what, what she posted and what this thing attack was, it was kind of an, a learning moment for a lot of people, I feel like, but mm -hmm. it's also been out there on YouTube, on Spotify for years been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the, the real question became not whether or not he used the word, but well, what does it mean? Is he racist? Is that what you're saying? Because, mm -hmm. you know, nobody in their right minds was really calling him racist, right. you know, like nobody on his show, he had so many people tweeting out support and talking about it and mm -hmm. saying a lot of them, I've listened to a lot of different people's takes, including minorities takes on, on podcasts. And they were always, I heard black and minority comedians saying, you know, yeah, I, I don't think that he should use the term. Mm -hmm. Is he a racist? No. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and that was kind of it. Yeah. And I think that's basically what I've been seeing as well. It was like, he was just ignorant for using the word. Um, yeah. I don't know. That somebody is coming to get him right now. It would appear so. I mean, it, he probably does have quite a bit of power for the amount of like listeners that he garners every every episode. I mean, it, it's kind of hard because on the misinformation angle of things, that like nobody cares if your podcast is spreading misinformation if you have five downloads. It's just a, a fact. Yeah, thank goodness. Nobody's coming after us for all the stuff that we spew that's inaccurate yeah. because we have a modest listening, yep. you know, we're not right. Joe Rogan. Yeah. I, and I think that's really why we keep the numbers down. Um, um, do you, do you think that they go after the misinformation spread on like, um, you know, call me daddy or, you know, yeah. bar stool or yeah, probably not bill burr but a lot of people are saying like they didn't even uh put joe rogan in like a comedian category he's more of like a media figure and maybe that maybe that's a mistake that he's uh you know viewed that way or not I don't it, know. it's hard being the goat and number one and synonymous with podcasting and he he's had adam somebody on adam smith or I forget what his name is, forgive me, but like the original godfather of podcasting that he okay. credits as being one of the first podcasters ever. Mm -hmm. um, but for mainstream noteworthiness, Joe Rogan is the godfather of podcasting. He's like what Howard Stern is to mm -hmm. terrestrial and um, satellite radio. Yeah, I would agree. But even more 
transformational than that because mm. he was doing it back when it was like i mean think about it when when the internet was what it was like the wild frontier 12 15 years ago and he was doing those live streams and they were getting high like it's a wonder he didn't say worse yeah not not that he could say worse than uh what we were discussing but there was another situation where he had made kind of a an insensitive comment about going to see planet of the apes in the hood mm -hmm. and basically saying um dude like we got out of the car and like it looked like planet of the apes Ooh. and that was like yeah it just didn't work yeah you know yeah that coupled in with with everything else probably not the greatest but well that was the most racist thing that he said even yeah. Uh, yeah, i watched him say the n-word on this reel so many times but the context in which he was using it which we'll go ahead and say the weekly catch-up podcast says that he shouldn't have used it at all mm -hmm. um it, it's just a weird thing yeah you know it, but that was the most racist thing actually mm -hmm. And by that, I mean the most like insensitive and ignorant thing. Right. Because I don't think that he said that from a place of hatred even. Yeah, I, was, I, I would definitely put it as ignorance. Um, but man, people are standing to get clout off of canceling people. And I checked that girl's Instagram. I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I like to see like your number of followers before the incident and then after the incident because right. it's like she's trying to get that Joe Rogan bump, like <laughs> not even being on the show. Yeah. But again, cancel culture, like, I don't know. He, he's not going anywhere. So what else? Um, that was mine. What do you got? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what you've been listening to lately. Uh, you know, just a bunch of rap crap, mumble trap, <laughs> mumble trap, mumble trap, uh, whole lot of loving. Uh, there's like this girl rapper that's out with Nikki. That's okay. really good. Um, Nikki dropped a new song last week and she's dropping another at midnight tonight. Been listening to a little bit of uh joiner Lucas. Oh yeah. He's great. Um, where is my phone? Kendrick is supposedly, uh, dropping tonight to get a, you know, a little bit of buzz before some, his halftime performance. Some thoughtful rap. Yeah. Um, you're gonna you're watching the Super Bowl or no? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I don't really know anything about it. I, I feel like I'm in the bag for the Rams just because I know Matt Stafford. I know Odell. Mm -hmm. They have that little white, you know, ninja uh, wide receiver mm -hmm. cup. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup. He's crazy. Cooper um, Cup. But I, I like I like me some Joe Shiesty. Uh, Bia and Nicki. Oh yeah, Bia's crazy. Uh, I've listened to some Lato. Okay. Uh, be from the South, <laughs> to be specific. Uh -huh. uh, my favorite one right now is Big Sub Woofer in the back. Like, if you're the the Godfathers, you'll have to play that on the way to dinner. Uh, Snoop Dogg. It's the Mount Rushmore of rap. It's Snoop Dogg, uh -huh. E40, Ice Cube, and um, um, is it a um, new song? Um, it's so good. Doctor Dre. No, because no, uh, Dr. Dre dropped some stuff with Snoop Dogg. Oh, dude, you haven't all, heard this? I don't know, but all these rappers. Uh, so for the Super Bowl, you know who's performing, right? At halftime. Uh, did I hear it's like Eminem and Dr. Eminem, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, uh, Kendrick. I th Dang. think that might be it. That's like but a so childhood. A song. lot of them are like gearing up to drop music for this, and Dr. Dre has dropped like three or four songs. It's like those. Uh... 
androgynous preteen years you and I enjoyed with now that's what I call music 20 <laughs> oh man yeah those are great <laughs> listen to some Dr. Dre and then some like uh Weezer <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry and I want to show you this music so what else you got to discuss um that's about it man oh well we do uh have a little thing to open um you were telling me about you were saying Last night when we were trying to do this virtual episode, like, oh, just as well, because we've got a package to open. And I'm yeah. Like, what? Is it, do you mind holding my mic? I can. Let me, uh, let me just see what's in the old envelope here. The weekly catch-up pod to your address. Yeah. And so. Who's this from? Oh, shoot. This is from none other than longtime listener and friend. Brock Reichert. You may uh, also know him as uh, Buffin Abroad or Buffin Abroad, Dustin Johnson, yeah, uh, Crypto King, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he says, well, I don't know. Uh, Brock, I hopefully you didn't uh, put anything. Uh, I'll, I'm just going to read it off. Right I up. edited the last one on the fly. <laughs> Gentlemen, hello, friends. Last year, I challenged you to pursue two things in the days that encompass 2021 and beyond. Maybe you blew these off or got busy. Maybe you made some steps toward them but fell off. Either way, these challenges are always relevant, so do not stop. As a quick reminder, remember your health always and invest on its front end. This year we saw death. We talked about death. We grieved because of death. When you consider that 70% of death is considered preventable, we should all be off our asses. Think back on this year and please, for the love of God, tell me, you were able to do an activity, a trip, a conversation that won't be possible in the future. Good. Now do double that amount this year. Seriously. Keep intention near. Now for this year's nudging. Do you find it odd that out of thousands of mammalian species, we are the only ones with misaligned jaws? We are crappy breathers and it shows. We breathe through our mouths. We hold our breath too much. We don't fully inhale or exhale. You may have even been been holding your breath the whole time reading this. And uh, oh, and then he says to look up email apnea. In short, that's fascinating. Yeah. In short, we are flat out distracted and not even paying attention to our breathing. The term mouth breather is not just a brainless insult. There's real backing. We want to live long enough to play with our grandkids or do the same crap in our 60s that we did in our 30s. The topics of eating well, moving our bodies every day, de-stressing are already pretty well known, though rarely adhered to. Surprisingly, a higher marker for longevity relates to breathing and lung capacity. High lung capacity equals more life. Air in is new energy. Air out is old energy. In this new year, let's breathe better, and through this, we will live better. I know this sounds granola AF, but stay with me here. <laughs> Live better, yield more energy. Love you guys. And then he signs it. Look forward to seeing you guys in a few months. Brock. Dude, like a month from today, right? Yes. And so he's. No, a month from. A month from the 12th. Yeah, two days from now. Um, So he's given us this uh, book to read, Breathe, or sorry, Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art, James Nestor. Dude, beautiful yellow hardback book. Um, I've been given, so this semester I've been given an elective, uh, instead of outreach, uh, we're doing like this reading 
thing, but they have to read physical books. They're not allowed to use devices or anything. And so it's really just this downtime of, of having like this physical book. Um, and so I think this is going to be the, the book that I'm reading uh, while my students are reading. This is awesome. Well, I want it once you're done. You got it. I will, I will have this finished before my wedding. Or if you want to take um, Die With Zero and let me have that one. Because this one's dealing with health, I'm going to... I want to take this one in real quick. Um, But I I could literally finish this by next weekend. Cause I get, I get four, I get four class periods where I have uninterrupted reading. Well, going back to the, the content of the letter for a moment, Uh I guess when, when Brock writes in, especially with a a letter and a book um, after the last time, you know, I'm listening with pretty peeled ears, yeah. if you will. Um, Cause I, I think that we ended up getting different things out of the last like warning or prophecy mm-hmm. that he sent our way because uh, you know, he, he was really dead on probably more dead on than he wanted to be. But I have to really say and share that when he sent us that book, and he said that stuff, and then I witnessed the stuff that I witnessed in your life and mm-hmm. lives surrounding me, but especially yours. Um, that book totally changed my life. Like, I've cited that book so many times, and somehow, somehow that book was just so rational. <laughs> it, it just it worked for somebody like me, and it put me at peace mm-hmm. making certain decisions, like the one I recently made where I'm like, do I care more about this thousand dollars or being able to say, you know, it's already been almost a year yeah. since I was last in Mexico. Like the right. spins around the sun keep going quicker and quicker. We're doing things that we're never going to do again mm-hmm. and for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many fiscal decisions, living decisions, mm-hmm. time management decisions have been affected in a almost counterintuitive way as a result of that letter and that book. Yep. And I'm eternally grateful because I feel like I got, I feel like I'm literally getting more out of life right now mm-hmm. because of his involvement. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm incredibly excited about the wedding weekend um, with him being here. We get to see him in the flesh and uh, he's already committed to the brunch the day after the wedding, which uh, you will now be committing to as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I probably haven't told you about that because I just assume you're going to be here. Um, but yes, uh, so we'll definitely have some downtime to just kind of be able to talk and and uh, yeah. So Brock, I'm thank you, thank you so much. I mean, you've always been somebody that I've uh, really looked up to. That you know, I've talked about before, and uh, you know, I was thanking him through a text message without even having known what he sent us, and um, just a just a really good, genuine dude. So. I think that I already know that Breath is going to be a good book, and it's interesting, especially with him coming from a credible medical background and perspective, mm-hmm. uh, the things that he says about, will you repeat that line in the letter about um, your your breath is like, right before he says, when you breathe in new air, you breathe in new life? Um Okay, so he says, surprisingly, a higher marker for longevity relates to breathing and lung capacity. High lung capacity equals more life. Yeah, that that phrase. Like, 
you know, when he goes, I know this is granola AF. Like, I, I don't think so. No, I, yeah. I think that it's amazing to me how how many of these, like, uh, even JRE, when, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson is talking about how his daughter basically cured all these autoimmune diseases by just uh, a strict diet alteration. Like, sometimes, like, when you throw the body out of whack um, or you uh, make things really consistent mm -hmm. or there's a lot of like different kind of homeopathic remedies. And I think that breathing is a symptom of like overall mindfulness, you yeah. know, like um, all sorts of things. And you can literally work yourself out of hypertension yeah. with mindful breathing, just awareness, mm -hmm. like taking a moment, you know? Yeah. So whenever, uh, you know, whenever uh, new year's hit and I came on the podcast, I guess in like the one episode that we did, um, I was talking about how, you know, my running goals and how I was able to last longer. I felt like my endurance was building up. I actually feel like I achieved uh, that more quickly because I had started swimming and I would, you know, practice holding my breath under the water and, you know, trying to get my lungs to be able to hold on a little longer. Um, that's something that I'm still trying to do. I don't know if that has anything to do with this book, but um, looking forward to maybe forming better habits or having a better understanding of of uh what breathing does for us uh, or intentional breathing maybe buffin abroad aka dustin johnson um <laughs> he has that uh characteristic of like a lot of very um powerful world leaders whose documentaries i watch where you know i read a uh, peril by bob woodward mm -hmm. bob woodward um i think he's chief editor of the washington post or something um, 50 years Washington veteran written all the great political books and he wrote peril on you know basically the Trump presidency and all this and it was very eye-opening and why was I talking about that um, uh, you're saying you're relating kind of oh, rock they, they personality. He talked about Biden and mm -hmm. Obama and all these influential leaders and they're always on the phone they're always you know uh, having meetings they're always reaching out to people writing memos writing letters like you can trace their days through their memos, through their yeah. journal entries, through uh, the phone calls, the phone call ledgers, like, and they would send each other books and thoughtful things, like thoughtful letters that cut through the noise of all the other calls and text messages and Facebook messages that these people mm -hmm. were likely inundated with. And there's very few people in your life that send you written letters and books. Yeah. Like Brock's one, Heston's one. You know, there are people like that, that mm -hmm. it's very interesting because I always notice that yeah. um, there's probably on one hand, the number of people in your life that send you with that level of intentionality, yeah. something that, I mean, in the last situation, legit altered the trajectory of the way in which I take enjoyment in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. So... Brock, Super. very, very grateful and um, hope to be in the Netflix doc on you one day, <laughs> not posthumously. <laughs> Can't wait to meet that guy, too. That's going to be yeah. it's going to be weird. I'm going to be all shy. <laughs> You're going to be looking up at him. Like, yeah. hey. hey, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, that's an hour. That's a good note to end on. Let's go to dinner, dude. All right, man. Big subwoofer. Yeah, we record in. Uh... Before my wedding? 
man, who knows? Who cares? We'll, we'll do it. We'll get around to it, y'all. Uh, we probably will. I got to go down to Keene and take my granny to lunch. All right. So. Sounds good, man. We will talk to you, Tot, soon in number 93. Until then, we did it again, number 92 in the books. Thank you, Mr. B-Rad. We love y'all. Catch you up next time. Bye-bye.